0: It's a modern version of the Good Samaritan. Brilliant, isn't it? Why don't you just open up with your Bible in Acts chapter 1 and verse 8. Thank you, musicians. I'll just uh, just sit down. I'll go now. Just open up in Acts chapter 1, verse 8. And I want to just share briefly uh, just on this whole theme of it's time to break out. I want to just open up for you some practical, simple things. There's nothing in this that anyone couldn't do. It's very, very easy. But let's, let's first of all get a context for it. In, in, in verse 8 it said, You shall receive power when the Holy Ghost comes on you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem, all Judea and Samaria and the end of the earth, or utmost parts of the earth. And uh, Jesus' last words to his disciples, Jesus' last words as he beginning to speak, and he said, You're going to receive the power of the Holy Ghost. Acts 1 verse 8. You will have an encounter with the power of God. And that purpose, there's a purpose behind it, He said, the power of the Holy Ghost is to enable you to become a witness, enable you to actually make or represent and make Christ known. We love the power of the Holy Ghost, but it's more than just having experiences. It's the entrance into a realm where we can have effect with our life in connecting with people who don't know Christ and helping them. Notice what he said, you'll be witnesses to me, Jerusalem. Of all the places to start, that's got to be the worst. You may think that where you are is difficult. You may think your neighborhood might be difficult. Your workplace is difficult. But how about the place where they killed the founder of Christianity? How about the place filled with religious bigotry, even to this day? How about a place which is cold hard to the things of God? And right in the middle of that hardest place, Jesus said, that is where you'll start. I want you to start here and out of Jerusalem, I want you to take the gospel to the whole world. I want to just share with you just several simple things about this, several just simple practical things. I sense God is speaking to us about breaking out. You won't break out unless you change and get out of the comfort zone. None of us will break out of where we are unless we purpose in our heart we're going to make a change. So it doesn't matter where you are. The word that God is saying is this year, break out in some area of your life, break out in some part of your life. I may give some other keys on another day, but I want to share just simple, practical things today because God is wanting to empower each one of us to impact someone who doesn't know Him. Christianity is much more than just coming to meetings and enjoying God and enjoying great teaching. It's actually a doing word. It's about going and making Christ known. And this is for every one of us. And I want to share with you just some simple things. Number one, here's verse one, number one. Pray. Pray for opportunities. Look what it says in Colossians 4 verse 3. And Paul is saying, he says, Pray that God would open to us a door for the Word to speak the mystery of Christ. So even Paul said, I want you to pray because doors open into hearts of lives when we pray. You ever tried sharing with someone, witnessing to someone, there's a wall of resistance around them? That is a spiritual wall. It's a blindness around their mind and heart Prayer is one way of breaking that wall down. Prayer is one way of opening up hearts. I don't think we'll see souls saved unless we make a decision in our heart, I will pray for opportunities. I will pray each day for opportunities to make Christ known. So, every one of us, it's not a difficult thing to do, can make a decision that we will arise day by day. Now, when you arise day by day, you've got to expand how you think. In Ephesians 3.20, it says, God is able to do much more than you ask or even think. So the key is in my thinking differently about today. Most people, like those people in that clip, they just walk past the opportunities that were there because their mind was set on something else. Before you can have any change, you've got to reset how you think. So one of the things that you could put into practice every day as you have your time worshipping the Lord is begin to start to think about People being touched by your life. Not by the church meeting, but by your life. Of people who are attracted because you are a joyful person. You're a life-giving person. You're a person who has an answer. Whether they know that you have the answer is not the point. You have an answer for them. You need to know that you've got the answer. What people are looking for is an an emptiness in their lives. There's a brokenness in the heart. There are multitudes around us. Their lives are empty. They need someone to help them understand the answer lies in connecting with Jesus Christ. And God has commissioned every one of us, there's no one exempt, to find a way that we could make Christ known. And it starts by saying, God, today, and I thank you, Lord, today, that your Spirit is filling me. I thank you, Lord, today, that there are opportunities for me, that every part of this day, you are bringing people into my life, you could begin to start to command your day. That's a wonderful thing to start to do that. As you pray, begin to speak. Now I command my day that every part of my day will align with the will of God for my life. That every part of my day will be in harmony with what God has planned. I command in this day that doors of opportunity open for me to speak to people. You see, some people you notice seem to be a bit more lucky than others. They seem to have God do a lot more for them. And we kind of look back and we think, well, maybe it's just them or just their gifting or whatever. It's not so. It has something to do with this thing called prayer, having in our heart a belief that today God can use me. Today God will create opportunities for me. And I don't doubt that if you and I would pray consistently every day, Today, thank You, Lord, I decree doors are opening, hearts are opening, people are attracted to me. The love of Christ flows out of my heart by the Holy Ghost. Doors are open before me. If you were to begin to build in prayer, in your imagination, say, I'm not someone timid and incapable of doing things, but the mighty Spirit of God is in me. And I will approach today expectantly. I'll approach today expecting God to open the door, expecting someone to come into my life expecting someone will come that I can help in some kind of way in their journey for Christ. I may not lead them to Christ today, but I could help them and show them a little kindness. I could move them a little on their journey to knowing who God is. Sometimes we think it's all in terms of just making the gospel known immediately, but sometimes you, have to, you usually have to find where a person is and help them move forward. But if we're not embracing that this is our call if we're not saying our city is in the condition it is because the church doesn't engage lost people and reach them with the presence and power of God and I can do that I can play my part I just love Bill so passionate for souls 65 he got saved he's been working hard he's about 85 now and he's still printing off little tracts on tickets to heaven Now, who told him to do that? No one told him to do that. He just got that in his heart through prayer and being touched by the compassion of Jesus. He said, well, I could do something. No one gave him that idea. I didn't give him that idea. He got that idea himself. I wondered if you began to pray consistently and constantly for God to create openings. What ideas would come to you? What creative ideas would come? God can do more than you ask or think. So the issue is in dreaming and thinking, what could I do today? What things can I do that will enable me to engage people a little differently? But it does come out of your thinking changing, your believing changing, and comes out of prayer. Strong prayer. I rise each day, command that the parts of my day will come together to fulfill God's purpose. Begin to declare the things that will happen before they happen. That's good praying, eh? Use your imagination and use your mouth. Begin to think differently about your day. You see, the problem is, for most of us, The thoughts we have are quite negative about ourselves and about life. And we kind of think because of past difficulties or disappointments or our own experiences that we're limited. We're not limited. We're only limited in our thinking and believing. And so we need to expand in our heart. And that place starts in prayer day by day. You come out of the prayer room fired up. Come out to meet the day. Well, glory to God, today is a good day. Another good day. Start to speak the Word of God over your day. This is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. That would be a good thing for you to say to yourself rather than get up, Oh, good God, it's morning. You know, come on, let's begin to start to let our spirit rise to meet the day with expectation we can do something for people. There's bound to be someone who needs your help. You notice in the video clip I showed the person didn't initially receive the help too well. He was a bit resistant and didn't like the form that was coming. But in the end, he needed help all the same. Help often comes the most unexpected ways. Let's have a look in John chapter four. Here's the second thing: look for people in need. Look for people in need. Oh, I never thought of that. I wonder why I never thought of that. I think oh, I'm so needy I can't be looking for anyone else. Now think about this: look for people in need. Look in, in, in Luke 4, oh, Sorry, John four verse thirty-five. Uh, Jesus said, "Don't say there's still four months and there's a harvest time." Don't say it'll happen another day. Don't say we're waiting one day for a great thing to happen. Oh, he said, behold, get your eyes open. Look, the field's already right ready for harvest. Now, he's talking to people who missed the plot completely. These are the disciples of Jesus, and they missed an opportunity to touch and impact a soul who was in desperate need. And so he's saying, open your eyes. There's people all around who are ready to, ...for the power and the Spirit of God to touch them. I know that word look means to look closely or be attentive. So here's the thing. I need to actually do this. I need to look purposefully for people in need. I need to look for people in need. I need to be attentive to what's going on around me. It's, it's quite a difficult thing because you get so many pressures and demands on your life. Very easy to be self-absorbed in your world, which will become a very small world. Very, very easy to be tied up in our own program, our own things... mostly the opportunities come unexpected and inconvenient. Notice what it says here in verse uh, 27. The disciples came and marveled that Jesus was talking at a woman. So the context here, the woman, uh, Jesus is uh, very, very tired. He stopped at a well to get a drink and the disciples went on to get food. And as they went on to get food, they walked past a woman and the woman was bowed over. She hung her head. Her eyes looked down. They didn't look at the, she didn't look at the disciples. She looked down. Why? She was broken and full of shame. Her life was full of torments. She didn't say I'm in need. People never say they're or rarely say they're in need. She didn't say she was in need, but her body language told it. She was there in the middle of the day, a strange time to come and get water in the heat of the day. And there she is going to get water from the well. She's the only one getting it at that time of the day. People went in the morning and evening, not in the middle of the day. So that tells us that this is an unusual thing. This is not something normal. It's something a little unusual. Someone be going to get water in the middle of the day. And she's dragging her feet and her eyes are down, her head's down. She won't let anyone see her eyes. She doesn't want anyone to look inside and see how messy her life is. There are lots of people around like that. Lots of people around like that. Lots of people around like that. And so the disciples walk right past her. Why do they walk right past her? because it didn't enter their thinking that here was an evangelist to the region. And you see a woman with her head bowed down, she's a Samaritan woman at that, and we don't have anything to do with Samaritans. Now notice, here's the problem. The disciples had these issues going on. Number one, they were preoccupied with getting food. When you become preoccupied with your own needs, there's no space in your head or in your heart to reach out to others beyond you We've got to get beyond our own needs That's why third world missions are great Get there and see what a real need is Then you come back and you realise You really haven't got many needs You've got it good Real good We've got it good Real good Get into some of the third world countries You start to see the, the difficulties and the hardships and, and what real needs are And you think oh boy I am blessed I'm blessed Stand under that tap and there's real water comes out and it's hot, boy, I'm blessed. Go to a toilet and this thing flushes, I'm blessed. Eat your food and don't get sick, I'm blessed. <laughs> no dally belly, You know, Come on, I'm blessed. We are blessed. There's no room for complaining and murmuring and groaning and moaning and whining about this and that. You can't be a child of God and be moaning and groaning and complaining. You quench the Holy Spirit of God. You quench the power of God. You quench your life and quench your ability to have an impact. You are part of the problem. That's the truth. That's the truth. We may have difficulties in our life and only to be complaining and moaning. Listen, that is the spirit of a loser. It's not the spirit of a kingdom person. Not the spirit of a breakout person. You and I have got to get past that. We've got to shift our thinking, shift our attitudes. begin to see this is a great day. There are possibilities for you and me today. I need to look around, to look around. I love the story that Elaine shared this morning. She's just walking. She was alert. You know why? Because she prays for souls and got souls in her heart. She got people in her heart. And you're not so preoccupied with her age and stage in life that she hasn't got a concern for someone. She just sees they're struggling with a bag. I love that. That was a great story fantastic. And then right in the middle of it, she had something from God for that person. Notice the person pushed her away a little bit at first. She just went straight in, and she was able to touch a person in need. Now, the reason was because it was in her heart, prayer, and she observed something. You've got to take the time to notice what's going on around you. And when you start to notice what's going on around you, you'll see needs or opportunities everywhere. And you see, it's not... See, if we're going to touch our city, it's not about us creating more programs. It's actually about you thinking what you could do to engage some people who need help. Okay? Initiating something. Well, that's a new thing. I'm waiting to be told. that's why the Holy Spirit's given so we can create and initiate. You don't need permission to initiate reaching out to people and making something happen opening your home, opening your heart, opening your resources, opening what you have, get into it, go for it, give it a go, try something, have a barbecue, invite some people around, look out for some people. You notice that they they have to be alert. So they were preoccupied and they also had mindsets about people. They were fixed in their mindset, this is a Samaritan and God wouldn't touch someone like that. And not only that, they were fixed, this is a woman and we don't have anything to do with women. Now, notice their mind and their thinking was too small to encompass what God wanted to do. Now, this is, this, is, this is a tremendous thing in this passage here. Jesus was sensitive continually to the Holy Spirit, and when he saw the woman, he didn't see a Samaritan. He didn't see a woman. He saw someone God loved, and he had a heart for her, and he bridged all the obstacles that you could bridge he bridged the racial barrier he bridged the cultural barrier he even bridged the religious and social barrier he just spoke you know what the disciples said how come you're talking to this woman how come you're talking to such a person how come you eat with such a person how come you take them out for coffee how come you have food with them this was the constant complaint about Jesus how come you do this he said don't you realize this is what I've come for See, one of the things around church people, we tend to get judgmental and we begin to start to form cliques and start to have those we include and those we exclude. I'm sorry, let me tell you this. If you have those you include and those you exclude, you become partial, become a judge of evil thoughts. That's what the Bible says. God calls us to have a big and a generous and a great heart to people. And so, if we're small minded, we're part of the problem. We've got to expand. See, God is able to do more than you ask the thing. So, the thing is, then I need to increase my thinking, increase my asking. So, number one, pray. Pray, pray daily. Ask God, speak over your life. Start to speak and declare. Start to look for the opportunities. They are everywhere, you know? There's some, who, who would have thought that that person there, that woman that's broken down, full of shame, broken marriages, would become a great evangelist? And you know what? Here's the best thing she didn't even need a lot of training. She's had one encounter with Jesus and she's into it. So what will we say? Oh, there's an evangelist. No, no, yes. Typical of someone who's just had an encounter with Jesus. Go tell everyone about what's happened. And so she went and told the whole region what had happened. It tells us there that many believed in the word because of what she had said. Verse 39, many of the Samaritans in the city believed in them because of the word of the woman. Okay, let's have another look. So here's the, here's the third thing. We need to intentionally engage people. We need to intentionally engage people. This is the tricky bit. Notice there in John 4, verse 6 Jacob's well was there, and Jesus was wearied, and he sat by the well. So he was tired, didn't want to talk. I usually withdraw a bit when I'm tired, I don't want to talk to anyone. Joy does my talking for me. So it's not a good thing. I need to find a way out of that. But Jesus was very tired. And uh, so a woman of Samaria came to draw water, and Jesus said, Give me to drink. For the disciples had gone to buy food. Verse 9 The woman of Samaria said, How is it that you, being a Jew, asked to drink for me a Samaritan? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And he begins to engage us. So here's the next thing. You have to initiate engagement or connection with people. Young people. One of the big things that that, that young people struggle with is I want friends. How many want friends? That's great. Okay, one person acknowledges it. (laughs) Okay, I want friends. Here's one of the things. What you're wanting you can't have by seeking it. There's one way to get it and that's to become something. You become a friend to people, you'll have friends. That's the answer. You actually have to choose what you become, not try to make someone become something for you. So if you pursue trying to have lots of friends, you'll end up losing your life, compromising, and still not have the friends. What you need to make a decision is, this is the kind of person I am. I am a friendly person, because a friendly person will always have friends. They'll always have friends. Sometimes you may be a little be lonelier than others, but... Always it's a principle That if you're going to have friends You have to show yourself friendly See, So have a think about this Jesus constantly initiated connections with people Now at the end of the service I'd love you to do this I'd love you to get up and cross the room And find someone you don't know And just initiate a connection Why? Because they're part of your family Well I don't know them Then what you do is say Hi my name's Mike How are you doing? What's your name? Kalinda Great to meet you Kalinda I'm so glad you're here Where are you from? It's not very hard (laughs) <laughs> she's Chinese okay then <laughs> it's not hard to do it so the issue is the heart to do it it's the heart to do it you see around you there are people that God calls you to minister to no one else can do the job and if you withhold what you've got they go without their need being met think about that some, everyone here has a testimony where you broke through in your life. Think about that testimony. It's not just so you can be blessed, buzzed and have a better life. That testimony is so you can let people know there's a God who answers this kind of problem and helps people with this kind of problem. So God wants to not only help you in your situation, but bring you to people with a similar problem so you offer hope to them. Your testimony is one of the most powerful tools you have to help another person testimony of god helping me it's not just for me i need to speak it tell it and i need to look for people to help them on their journey as well so think about engaging with people it's just some very simple things very simple thing number one you need to be warm and friendly just warm and friendly you know don't be stiff and severe and churchy be warm and friendly and smile at people just if you were to just do this one thing all week just smile at people you will have a few people look at you funny, but on the other hand, you'll be a much better person. <laughs> Just smiling is a good thing to do, smiling and being warm. So then and the thing is, find a common point of interest. Just try to find some ground you can talk about together. Find out about them. Take an, i found if you'll take an interest in people, they'll talk. And then listen with your heart and ask questions. One of the biggest issues with Christians is too, too much wanting to say their thing rather than actually listen, and find out where people really are. My experience is if you you were to set out for a week, we did it with a group of guys one time, and asked them for one week intentionally every day to look for someone to connect with and just ask them questions and listen and draw them out and not try to fix them, comment them, or tell too much about themselves unless they were asked to give something about themselves, just to do that. All of them came out within one week and they had testimonies of people who opened up their heart and shared things that were going on. They were quite surprised at the level of entrance they had into people because they approached with a heart to hear, not to just tell their own thing. I read in in, in America, there was one guy was charging $5 per minute for people to just talk with him. People want someone to talk to. He'd be quiet and just listen to them and let them talk. People want someone to listen to them. They don't know where to go, what to do. And if you listen to people, you'll find out what's going on in their heart. People always give away what's going on. Have a look at their face, look at their body, and listen with your heart to what's going on. People will open up to you. People will share with you. You think, well, what if they they tell me things and it's too big for me? It doesn't really matter. You don't have to fix everything up, but you can be kind to someone. You're not called to fix everyone's life up. We've just got to find out what God asked us to do and do that part. Notice in Luke chapter 10, it says in verse 33 to 34, it said he had compassion and went to him. Everyone else passed by. He just went to him. I found it the most interesting thing. If you start to smile at people, hi, how are you doing? And start to find out who they are, where they're from, what they're doing. They open up and before you find, not for long, people start to talk about what's going on in their heart. That gives you the doorway in. You can just talk about spiritual matters or Whatever. But you've got to ask questions and listen. Okay? Think about that. So, so I watch, for example, in church on Sunday. And what I look for is this. How many people just sit in their seat? Oh, like, here's my seat. Don't you sit in my seat. This is my seat. I've had to shift. I'm sitting somewhere else. I'm sitting somewhere else. Why is that? See? How many people actually get out of their seat and engage someone and talk with them? I think we've got a great thing going. I think lots of people do that. But there's many that could do that be really simple find someone you don't know say hello introduce yourself connect with them and draw them in for coffee invite them in for lunch or whatever just find a way to build a bridge start to do it start to do it it's so easy to just get withdrawn into our own area i tell you one guy i really marvel at and that's leon now i don't know if you've noticed but leon brings all these people to church with him i don't know where he finds them and how he finds them but i know this he found them he found them because he's got a love in his heart for people See, and that's something all of us can do. If I have a love and a half of you, just do something. Here's the last thing. Minister as people gives you an opportunity. Jesus didn't minister to everyone. He didn't help everyone. He didn't, he didn't pray for everyone. In fact, if you think about it, he went into one place in John chapter 4. There's a whole group of six peop- sick people. He picked one out and healed them. That was it. He knew to stick with what the Father was directing him to, not take on the problems of the world. He actually stuck with what he was called to do. We're not called to fix everyone up, help everyone, but there's someone you're called to help and that's the one you need to find. And so Jesus goes and in the crowd he found the one. How did he find the one? That's a good question. How in a crowd of people do you find the one God wants you to connect with? Well, he listened to his heart to the Lord, he listened to his Father, listened to the Holy Spirit. Oh, that's the one, he went over to him, talked with him, engaged him and that guy gets a miracle that day and walks away changed. Think about it. See, another place, he was in and out of the church. There's a guy there's a cripple begging every day. He never healed him. He never healed him. Why did this Jesus never heal him? Why, he wasn't called to do that. But the, the apostles were, and they healed him. Just think about this. So, you, you understand, we're not called to fix the whole world. We're called to take what we have to someone that we have. And that involves two things usually. One, it involves prayer. Everyone could pray for someone Notice what the uh, the, the, uh, Samaritan did. He poured in the oil and the wine. But to pour in the oil and the wine, he had to first find out what the problem was. So he engaged with him and found the problem. Then he brought the anointing of the Holy Spirit to him. And then he was very practical. He just got him on the back of his mule. He took him to a place. He paid for his support. He actually was very practical. So... Helping people, ministering to people has got a spiritual aspect, bringing the anointing of the Holy Ghost. It's also got a very practical aspect, just meeting practical needs. It doesn't say which one can come first. It just says we should do it and let God be creative through you. I want you, You've got so much you could give. You've just got to awaken the creativity in your life and begin to think how you could touch the lives of people. Some of you are already doing it in a tremendous way. But let's why don't we begin to believe and dream that we could go beyond where we've been and into a larger area, that we could do more than that. Can we dream that this year? Let's believe that this year. Barbara, can I pray for you quickly? Just come quickly. I want to just pray for a couple of people. Holy Ghost. Father, I just pray you just come on her right now. Let the power of the Spirit come on her. Father, open up doors for her. Let these last years of her life be full of fruit, full of the power of God, full of the love of God, And Lord, give her opportunities to speak to people boldly in Jesus' mighty name. Amen? This is the power of God. Come on, you need to be speaking to people too. Quickly, quickly, come. That's right. Here we go. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty presence and power. Lord, open her mouth. Give her opportunities. Create the opportunities. Give her a spirit of boldness not to hold back, but to reach out mightily with the power of God. Let that anointing rest on her life now. And the presence of God on you. That's right. Greater anointing. More, more, more more give them more lord that's right holy ghost that's right the presence of god the power of god is here god is touching now fill it with joy fill it with joy and laughter and let the blessing flow in jesus mighty name amen wonderful wonderful god wants to do it why don't you turn to someone next to you and pray that god would empower them to be far more effective in reaching people. everyone it, it all starts with prayer, starts for intentionally looking for things and then reaching out and engaging people and then finding practical ways to minister. Very simple. Let's see if we can do it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Wesley, let me pray for you. Come on, Wesley. Come on over here while everyone's just praying. Father, just touch Wesley. Father, I just pray for a new spirit. Father, I pray for increasing sensitivity, that, Lord, he begin to mature and wisdom will come around his life at a greater level. I pray, Father, that you'd use him to reach into people's lives, touch them and minister to them. Father, awaken in him an understanding and a sensitivity to the needs of other people in Jesus' name. Holy Ghost, come upon his life today. In the mighty name of Jesus, that the fire of God, The power of God rest on him in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Father, we believe as a church to extend our reach and impact greatly in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, you three over here. Come on out of that chair. Let me pray for you. Come on, all of you. Over you come. Come on, you two. Come on, brother. Come on, you're a great dancer, aren't you? Look at us. We're all dressed up the same. Thank you, Lord. Father, touch my brother today. Let the power of your Spirit come on him. Father, give him a boldness to minister to people, speak to people, and reach people. Let joy Holy Ghost right now. Jesus' mighty name. Are you ready? Come on, Holy Ghost. Come, come, come. <laughs> Holy Spirit, fill him with joy and fill him with boldness and a fresh authority to reach and touch people's lives. Father, give her a boldness that's beyond uh, natural, but it comes from the Spirit of God. Holy Spirit, just come upon her now. Release your anointing in Jesus' mighty name. Prophetic flow and words of knowledge. Oh, Holy Ghost, come. Come on, speak. Be bold, you witness with Christ. Well, this is a great day to be alive, isn't it? Come on, let's give a lot of great clap. It's purpose in our hearts each day. We will pray. The doors will open. Hey. This day will go according to the will of God. I will watch for people and see them. I will open my heart to engage them. And I will find a way to minister in Jesus' mighty name. Come on, let's stand. Let's finish with a great and powerful song. I am free.